one of us lived up to our potential and managed our resources so well that we could provide for ourselves, our families, and our communities in a meaningful and substantial way. Join Step Right with Lynn, the show dedicated to empowering socially conscious individuals to manage their financial resources for the benefit of themselves, their families, and the greater community. Here's Lynn Wedham, Certified Financial Planner and Managing Partner at Step Right Capital Planning. Good morning. This is our first show in the month of June. This is the 14th show on Step Right with Lynn, and I want to tell all our listeners how much I'm enjoying being with you on Wednesday mornings. Uh, I'm having so much fun, and I hope that uh, you're enjoying the show as well. Uh, feel free to email me, lynn at stepright.ca, at any time with your comments, suggestions, and questions. That's lynn, L-Y-N-N, at stepright, S-T-E-P-R-I-G-H-T dot C-A. The title of our show today is The Difference is Forever, Understanding Community Foundations. Giving back is how the cycle of a vibrant and sustainable community continues the causes we care about, the time we invest, the people we bring together all shape our communities now and for future generations. The message is you can be a philanthropist in your community even if you don't have millions of dollars in the bank. My guest is Lisa Short, the Executive Director of the Cambridge and North Dumfries Community Foundation. With over 10 years' experience in the social profit world, Lisa's strength is in building relationships. Her experience with several organizations in the Waterloo region, as well as in Perry Sound, Ontario, helped to hone her skills in fund development. The same experience developed her passion for helping build a sense of community in the places she has called home. Born and raised in Cambridge, Lisa's role as the Executive Director for the Cambridge and North Dumfries Community Foundation now allows her to take her knowledge and passion for this community to the next level, providing many opportunities for her to learn from and network with local charities to better understand the needs and challenges our local organizations face. Lisa shares that by connecting donors who care with causes that matter to them, we work together to build a stronger and more vital Cambridge and North Dumfries. Lisa believes one of the most important aspects of her work is providing an opportunity to help donors make a lasting impact while feeling a connection to their community. When done well, this relationship can last a lifetime. When partnering with the Cambridge and North Dumfries Community Foundation, the relationships, partnerships, and benefits to the community are forever. Lisa lives in Cambridge with her husband Peter and their children, Lily and Cameron, and with Lisa's 90-year-old grandmother, Marjorie. Welcome to the show, Lisa. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's great to have you here this morning. It's good to be here. So we want to learn about community foundations this morning. Um, for some of our listeners that maybe have no idea um, you know, it, it may seem like it's it's something foreign and a foundation is for someone, um, you know, who who knows a lot or has a lot of money to invest. Let's just start with, with the basics. Um, mm -hmm. What is a community foundation? 
Um, well, and, and I think that's a great place to start. Uh, for sure, our goal at the Community Foundation is to be an organization that helps build community vitality. So um, we, we aim to be the center of philanthropy for the people of Cambridge and North Dumfries. And I think that that phrase in your, in your introduction, uh, Lynn, helped to sum it up with, we connect donors who care with causes that matter. Okay. So, so how does it all work? So I think that there's really two things we're trying to do. So we have our uh, our donors, and then we have the grants that we uh, take out or that we uh, issue out into community. So um, we're working with donors to make an investment and build an asset base. So in in the case of community foundations, we're building endowment funds, um, and I can talk a little bit more about that in a moment. But so we're building that asset base, and then once that asset base has has grown, and it has at the Cambridge and North Dumfries Community Foundation, we then take the uh, income earned off those assets and we grant back into the community. So we're always looking to build community relationships and partnerships with nonprofit organizations. And so um, that's how we get money back into the, into the community. So uh, it's the relationships that we build um, that help build that strong, vibrant Cambridge and North Dumfries. Okay. So, Lisa, people... Um donate money and that money sits and is invested and then it's the the growth of the money that's paid out to the um to organizations is that is that the way it works Right. So we are uh, looking at ways of building endowment funds to support different initiatives in the community. So the capital is never spent. We pool our funds together um, so that they are invested in a way that um, we can get the most growth and return um, using an investment committee that, that helps us make those decisions. And then the income from those endowment funds is used to make grants to the community each year uh, forever. And the thing is, it works. Since 1998, $1.5 million has gone back into our community to support over 1,000 programs and projects. Wow, that's, that's pretty yeah. significant. Yeah. yeah. And that's, there, there, that's the thing that makes it go forever is the fact that that lump sum still exists. Absolutely, and uh, yeah, and that's sort of the exciting part for me, for sure. Um, I will say that you know when we're talking about how it works, that there are different types of funds, and I believe at the Community Foundation we have a fund uh, for e for everyone. Um, so there's gifts that come in that are both large and small, and um, some people give us one gift, and other people give a series of gifts um, pledged over time. Um, some create their own funds, and other folks um, contribute to funds that already exist. So, and some of the funds are, are very specific in nature or targeted to support a specific organization. Others focus on a field of interest that a donor is, is very interested in. Um, and other funds are donor advised. So each year we get together with our donor and we, and we talk about some of the things going on in community and some of the projects that we've been approached to support. And the donor makes a different or a, a unique decision every year regarding how the, the, the interest or the income from their fund is going to be spend, spent each year. Hmm. So, yeah. so there is in in that case there is a lot of back and forth between you and that donor. 
That's right. That's right. And I think that that's the 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 neat thing is that we can we can provide as much guidance or as much freedom for the donor as they like. Uh, so you know we we can get heavily involved and and sort of really direct it and look after things for the donor, or we can provide them with the opportunity to um, be a part of the experience. And I think that that's that's really neat. Mhm. Mhm. Um so are there other ways that it's you know how how is it different from other ways of giving or though is that the the main the main one? Well, I think for sure that the difference with community foundations is that it is forever. So that's the power. And it's this this um, pooling of assets so that we can get better returns. And uh, we have a, a committed group of invest, uh, on our investment committee who uh, work to um, following, of course, a, a, an IPS or a, a policy statement. But they're working to get the best returns for, for, our, uh, for our dollars through those pooled investments. Um, and basically, community foundations, that's the difference. We can provide sustainable funding to our community forever. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's great. So what services then are available um, to your individual donors? Well, that's interesting. You know, we really do think of our donors as community builders, and whether they are um, corporate donors or individual donors, um, everybody is considered part of this this process of building a strong Cambridge and North Dumfries. So, um, some of the services for individual donors are that we we're we're striving to understand our community and share back with our donors what's going on in community. And we also work hard to meet donors' desired uh, outcomes. So we want to help them meet their philanthropic uh, goals, and we believe that we we can provide a great service to do that. Mm-hmm. In addition, we, we you know we handle all the details. So um, funds can be established using a wide variety of assets. So from cash to appreciated securities real estate or insurance policies. So we can handle those types of um of assets and as well we can handle those details. And assets can be given now um or later or even as part of an estate. So um we we like to think that we have lots of um services um for our donors. There's mm-hmm. one other that I hope I'm um not moving too quickly, but if a donor has an endowed fund um, we also provide a service so that they can meet their annual giving needs. So if they give directly to different organizations um, one time per year, they can write one check to us, and they will, and then we will handle um, uh, getting their uh, those uh, donations distributed to all of those different organizations. We mm-hmm. like to think of ourselves in some ways as a one-stop shop for philanthropy. Right, right, and that's mm-hmm. that's when when they have already um, set something up, then that service that's is right. also available to them. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it it um, uh, that saves them writing all the separate checks and you know yeah, mailing. Yeah, we can take this. care of all of that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's great. And so you mentioned corporate donors too. Um, what services do you like what do you do for for uh, corporate donors well uh, you know i think the one thing that we're trying to do with corporate donors is let them be good at what they're good at so let them provide the product or the service that they do they do well and let us come in and help you um 
uh, create an environment of giving back um, in your in your organization with our support. So uh, a corporation could start a donor advised fund, and then we could come in um, and help employees. Maybe work with a group of employees to decide how those funds would be distributed. Um, the income from those funds would be distributed each year. Um, another way would be with a, a, perhaps they would like to have a scholarship that supports uh, individuals that are going into the field of which they're they're involved in. So we can also um, provide some guidance and uh, provide an opportunity for our, uh, the donor to be involved, but we'll handle all the details. So perhaps they go and issue the check at a graduation ceremony, but all of the other work has been done by the Community Foundation. Wow, that's great. And how do you think how do you think that's important for a um for an organization, for a business to um, you know, how do you think that helps them to have uh, to have a cause that they're supporting like that? Well, I I think it helps to build community. So the organizations that get involved in community and it seems like many companies are really taking the time to get involved. It it builds our community, it builds a, a sense of community within the organization, uh, and it really it really uh, creates a good atmosphere within the within the company. Hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. se- several times they, I was uh, as I was listening to you there, several times the word the word community came up. It's a community mm-hmm. foundation. It connects the business to the community, and it creates mm-hmm. a sense of community within the business. Yeah that's, yeah, that's what I heard you say. That's that's exactly it. And it's and that's the goal is to be a leader in creating a community that is full of people that care um and people that give back so that no one feels um um like they're left out. Yeah, that's that's great. Um mm-hmm. well, it's uh it's very close to time for us to go to our first break, so I think we'll um, we'll cut our uh, our conversation there, and we'll go to break, and we'll learn more for you, from you when we come back. Look forward to it. Is there a contribution that you dream of making? In society, planned giving seems to be presented as something you do once you're incredibly wealthy or planning your estate. Step Right with Lynn focuses on good money management and planning your contribution at every step based on the issues important to you. Learn how to expand the goodness around you and take responsibility for the issues important to you. Tune in for Step Right with Lynn every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Central Time, 7 a.m. Mountain Time, and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on AtoZen.fm. This is Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham is a certified financial planner. To participate in the program today, please call toll-free in the U.S., 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at atizen.fm. You can also make the choices to ask or comment by email by sending to lynn at stepright.ca. Now, back to the program. Right with Lynn, we'd love to have you join in the conversation. You can call us, join the online chat, or email me at lynn at stepright.ca. 
The show today is called The Difference is Forever, and we've been discussing the role of community foundations with our guest, uh, Lisa Short, uh, from the Cambridge and North Dumfries Community Foundation. Uh, So, Lisa, what organizations in our community benefit from the foundation? Yes, well, and the goal of the foundation is certainly to support a wide range of different projects and activities going on within the community programs, things like that. So you will find community foundations, and in our case, uh, we have supported things like the Air Paris Band. Um, We have also done some work with the Historical Preservation uh, Society of North Dumfries as they work to preserve the heritage and the history of that community uh, through connecting with local folks. And we're helping them provide a space to to preserve that information and, and preserve it for future generations. We uh, just finished our granting cycle for this year. We grant once per year. And we uh, had an application come in from the Greenway Chaplain Community Centre, and it was actually from the youth that were involved in one of their popular programs. And they applied because they have a great program, and they wanted us to know about it, but they wanted us to know that they needed funding for that program to go year-round. And it was an interesting application because they clearly um, really listened to the youth um, that were in that group who were saying, you know, it's great that this program runs throughout the school year, but we want to be able to come here in the summer too. And I think that that makes total sense. Uh, And we were able to, you know, and we were able to support that project. So that that was a really great one. Um, and another one was through the Cambridge Libraries and Galleries Idea Exchange here in, in Cambridge. And they uh, took some, have a really creative way to reach out to uh, a different members of our community at the, uh, there's a brand new international festival coming to Cambridge in September. And they want people to know about the library. They also want people to know about the Let's Read program that they have. So they're going out to this event and they're going to have a story being read called Community Soup. And they're going to talk to people about the fact that the library is there for them. And they're going to promote the library. And they're also going to promote the joy of reading and reading as a family. So mm-hmm. you can see there that there's quite a wide um, range of things that we're supporting and that benefit from, from our work. Yeah. Um, you know, as far as the, the library goes, it's important, again, in, in, in building community uh, mm. because we can, you know, these days we can Google just about anything to get information. Um, but I think what that does for us is we do lose a sense of community you know mm-hmm. so so the library can um you know in their reaching out to storytelling and that kind of thing they can um you know that's that's building community as well absolutely and, and and really they truly are doing some really neat things there and i i get to read about all of the neat things going on in community when i read these grant applications that come in and i will tell you that there's lots of good things happening in this community and lots of great projects to be supported Mhm. And and the 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 support for youth are, are that's certainly very important too. Um mm-hmm. so what other successful partnerships do you see in the communities? Well, you know, the I'm really 
I'm really one of the one things that I've learned a lot more about since starting as an executive director here at the Cambridge and North Dumfries Community Foundation is the neighborhood associations and they have the the work that they're doing is amazing. So the the city uh, of Cambridge partners with uh, neighborhood associations because they believe in the community development approach where residents from a neighbor, neighborhood are best suited to determine recreational and social needs within those pockets or communities. So you know, there are 11 different uh, neighborhood associations throughout Cambridge and North Dumfries, and um, we, we are able to partner with those groups to provide additional funding or seed funding for new projects that the city can, cannot support or, uh, or doesn't support. So um, those neighborhood associations and the work they're doing really frontline work creating that sense of community in little pockets throughout the throughout Cambridge and North Dumfries has been something that I've really been interested to to see how it works and it truly is a is a really great model and there and the there are good things happening there for sure uh, one of the one thing that we supported recently um, was we we had money that flows through uh, from the uh, kids to camp the Lyle S Hallman and the Waterloo Regional Record Kids to Camp program and we were able to flow through funds to these neighborhood associations so that they could uh, provide subsidies for families that otherwise wouldn't be able to afford the camp experiences offered by the neighborhood associations. So that um you know that was that was a really neat way for us all to partner work together to get money in the hands of families that that could really use a boost while they're off working during the summer and to know that their kids are well cared for and having a fun and interesting mm-hmm. summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seed, seed money is a is an interesting thing. I know a lot of times um when you're putting out applications to, you know, for support for things, a lot of times they want to see um, those grant making the grants want to see a history of you know what you've done, right? So sometimes right. seed right. money is a is a harder thing to uh, a harder thing to to get your hands on, and, right. and I guess with with the community foundation really having having an interest in the community. Um, mm-hmm. You know that's that's what makes the that um, that work through. Um, mm-hmm. Lisa, you've used the term flow through. Can you right. explain us uh, to us a little bit more what that means? Flow through. Right. So I think I've used it in in ter- so w- w- when we're working with um, the Hallman Foundation and the the record, they needed uh, an organization that would help them in each community get money where it needed to go for the kids to camp program so the money comes from those donors or those sources and then flows through us out into community because we can provide them with the grants committee that's willing to look at all the application forms and and uh and decide where the money is best utilized because you know there's always there's always limits and we have to make hard decisions uh and in the case of an individual donor um, some of those donors, when we talked about earlier, that have endowment funds, they're also making gifts directly. Um, they would like to make frontline gifts to uh, to organizations. So it flows through us. We help them get the money where it needs to go. Okay, so that's money that doesn't go into that pool. That's correct. It, it doesn't go into that It's money that would come pool. in this year and go out this year. That's exactly it, yes. Yeah. Okay, that's great. Um mm-hmm. 
so are are you finding that there's there's more need um you know mm. some of these organizations uh, you know are supported by government at some times and i know that it's always working with uh that type of an organization um you you all you're never so sure of your future when you're right. when you're counting on on uh, money from the government well, and you know, I think that that is is sort of the brilliance behind community foundations. We don't anticipate that funding through government sources is going to grow. We anticipate that um, funding um, through those sources will become less and less. And if we can build a strong asset base and we can build these funds so that they can give back to the community each year forever, we're certainly providing a really strong backing to build community vitality. There's no doubt about it. Mhm. Mhm. Now, I I think that um, you know, you've you've mentioned a focus in North Dumfries as well. Um, mm-hmm. you know, why 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 have you made that uh, that sort of that distinction at this point? Mm-hmm. Well, we we had a call to action um from the uh the uh, Governor General of Canada, David Johnson, and he gave a call out to build smart and caring communities throughout the country. And Community Foundations of Canada took that call and said that we would like every single community to be supported by a community foundation in some shape or form to help build a smart and caring community by the year 2017, which is the 150th anniversary of Canada. So, um, we took up the call, and as a community foundation, we decided that we would like to create a, came, a North Dumfries Smart and Caring Community Fund. And that fund provides um, an opportunity for local folks to come, to increase that asset base, make donations to that fund, and those dollars will be unrestricted. So we, will, we have an advisory committee of, made up of... Uh, people that live in North Dumfries that can help us make some decisions about where money will be spent in the future when we make start granting from that fund. So that's the North Dumfries Smart and Caring uh, Community Fund, and it was uh, a, a need to want to, not a need, but a, a, a desire for us to make sure that we were meeting the needs of all of our communities. And, uh, and, and we thought that that might be a great way to engage uh, the individuals from North Dumfries in the process. It doesn't mean we haven't been supporting North Dumfries up until now. As I discussed, we've been supporting many different initiatives that, that are based out of, um, of North Dumfries. But it certainly is a way for us to engage that community and build an asset base where the first priority will be granting into that community. So, so what I'm hearing you say is part of your mandate is knowing what the need in the community is so that when you have the resources, you're able to address that need? Yes. I will say that the, the process at this point is all of the applications come to us um, during our, our granting cycle, which is normally in the spring. So we make a call out um, and we advertise that we are, uh, we are looking for applications and areas to fund. And we set our priorities for funding uh, for, the, for each year using our grants committee. We have people that come in to tell us some of the issues that are going on in community. We talk to folks. Um, we try and build those bridges and those partnerships. 
and then we grant, uh, we take in those applications, we read them through, we uh, have people go out and, and have site visits, our volunteers go out and, and, um, and engage with these organizations that have submitted applications. And then uh, we make some decisions, some really tough decisions, but some decisions nonetheless around the, around the grants table um, about what projects we can fund. The good news is then we then, in, we then have some of those donor-advised funds that we can then take some of the projects, other projects that we think that our donors might be interested in that are, are donor-advised funds, and we can bring those uh, other projects or projects that we didn't fund through one source directly to a donor to try and get them um, and, and see if that's a project that they would be interested in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's lots of different levels for sure and lots of different things going on and different ways to tr- and we're always trying to um learn more about about our community and and that's definitely how we do it. So it's really important to us to get the word out that every year in in the spring we um make a call for applications because we you know we want um to know what's going on and we want to support as many different opportunities within the community that we can. So there's so much going on, Lisa. How many um how many staff and how many volunteers do you have working? Um, on all these projects well the staff the, the staff complement is very small um, I am uh, uh, in here as well as I have a part time um, administrative support person, and um, we have one person that helps us with our one major event every year, but for the most part we 're volunteer based so our investment committees, our board of directors they uh, our um, grants committee, everybody works. Um, uh, in a volunteer capacity to make sure that this um, that that things run smoothly. That's great. It's yeah. time for us to take a break again, um, and we'll uh, we certainly have learned a lot already, and we'll learn more after the break. Is there a contribution that you dream of making? In society, planned giving seems to be presented as something you do once you're incredibly wealthy or planning your estate. Step Right with Lynn focuses on good money management and planning your contribution at every step based on the issues important to you. Learn how to expand the goodness around you and take responsibility for the issues important to you. Tune in for Step Right with Lynn every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Central Time, 7 a.m. Mountain Time, and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on AtoZen.fm. This is Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham is a certified financial planner. To participate in the program today, please call toll-free in the U.S. 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at atizen.fm. You can also make the choices to ask or comment by email by sending to lynn at stepright.ca. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Step Right with Lynn. Today we are increasing our understanding of the role of the Community Foundation and how they serve the donor and the community. Our guest is Lisa Short, Executive Director of the Cambridge and North Dumfries Community Foundation. So Lisa, 
why use a foundation rather than giving directly to the organization that you want to support? You know, I, 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 I think it's important for me to state that I think both are very important. Um, and I think there's a place for both in our community. And, but we do provide some unique opportunities for our donors. And I think it's because we're, we're building this significant asset base that will be available today to draw off of as well as tomorrow and in the future. Um, and we, we certainly make it our business to learn about and share information about our community. We grant locally and we support local people. And uh, we, our gifts are pooled, so um, they're pooled with other gifts for maximum impact. I think that that's a, a neat feature of community foundations and building those partnerships in the community for sure. But, you know, I think that um, the, the direct line services need to be supported as well. So I, I certainly um, I think that we both provide great opportunities for people to give back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's it's certainly um, an opportunity to be a part of something bigger um, yes. as well. Yeah. Yeah. What's um, your legacy? You know what 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 it 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 is. It, there is a part there about building your legacy. Right. Um, and also <clears throat> the research and the knowing the community. I think you've made that clear that that's important part of. Mm-hmm. Um, of the role as well. Uh, we've mm-hmm. got a question here um, from uh, on the chat line, yes. uh, and that is, um, is Cambridge and North Dumfries the only area that has a foundation? Um, do most communities have one, or, or is this rather unique? No, uh, we are a network, a uh, countrywide network of 191 community, community foundations throughout the country. Uh, we have granted back into small into communities in our area over $143 million back into our community, and our asset base is I, uh, three, over $3 billion. And all of that um, can be found on the uh, the connect. We, I can connect you through the Community Foundations of Canada website. You can find the community foundation that is near to you. Wow, that's that's. Um, I didn't realize that there was that connection across the country. Well, yeah, and, and the nice thing too is it provides us with some support, um, so that we're we're um, our time and energy is spent understanding our local community, but we can access some resources um, that are are being used by all of the community foundations, and that helps to keep um, our our costs uh, down for sure when you can sort of um, pool together in that way. Right, and so that's a much larger community as well. Mm-hmm. So this, this, mm-hmm. this community of people giving is huge. It's huge, and um, you know, right right now we're, we we do have a national campaign going on, um, and a movement. There's a great uh, video on online, and uh, that talks about this national movement uh, of community foundations. It's a great time to be involved with community foundations. There's no doubt about it. And how would how would we find that that video online, Lisa? Right now, our website is under construction until the end of June, but we will have um, that up as soon as we can. But Community okay. Foundations of Canada, uh, the uh, their web address. If you type in Community Foundations, it'll come up. But if you mm-hmm. um, if you like to have the direct link, it's cfc-fcc.ca. 
Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so what other ways have you seen people use the foundation in gift-giving? Well, you know, there's been some really, you know, motivational ways of giving that I find um, they just, they touch my heart. Um, one is a family. Uh, they created a scholarship in the name of their parents in honor of their 50th wedding anniversary. And they uh, they are supporting a graduate from uh, Southwood Secondary School who's a resident of North Dumfries. Um, and they're supporting their uh, university education, so they provide a one-time grant, um, and we accept applications from uh, different from all from Southwood for from the uh, school, and then we uh, issue those to an individual student. And it's the Anne and Alan McKay Scholarship Fund, and it was created by their five children, like I said, to honor their anniversary. But uh, since about uh, not long after that scholarship fund was cre- created. Uh, and passed away, and it certainly is providing a pre- uh, a way of preserving uh, the memory of Anne um, mm-hmm. for that family as they celebrated their parents' 50th wedding anniversary. So that was a touching uh, story for sure. Another mm-hmm. family, um, a young family actually, is in the process of starting a fund right now, and uh, the mother and father had decided that for their 10- and 12-year-old child, or pardon me, I think they're 12 and 14, um, that it would be it would be it's really important for them to show their kids um how how giving back and how important it is so they have created a family fund that they are building slowly over time so they're pledging to try and reach a, a certain level of um dollars in their fund and then they are going to talk to their kids each year about where the funds are going to go and they're going to make it a family affair so that fund is in the work, is in the works right now and it's really exciting to 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 work with this family to reach their goals um their philanthropic goals for sure and then another family, you know, they their their grandmother uh who had passed away was a big supporter of the arts. So they so they created a fund in the name of their grandmother to support the arts in Cambridge and North Dumfries and uh we we work with them to reach that goal every year. So those are some examples of some some ways that people are honoring loved ones uh for sure, but also um instilling in in their loved ones a sense of community and uh philanthropy. For their life, hopefully that will last a lifetime. Mm-hmm. I love I love the idea of doing things like that. Um, mm-hmm. You know the the grandmother and, and and those parents, they really didn't need another piece of china or or yeah. silver or what. You know our homes are so full of stuff. Um, yeah. You know when, when we're mature, we really don't need any more stuff. And yeah. and so yeah. I think it's it's an incredible idea um to you know to to make something lasting um mm-hmm. out of those well, and the in, um, and the celebrations that's right. And the interesting thing was that then, you know, the the kids created it, but then other people started c- contributing to it. And, you know, it became right. this thing, well, you know, once they celebrated their, you know, your your next birthday or your next, there, there's always a, an opportunity to contribute and grow that, that fund. Yeah, that's very cool. The other thing I love is, is the idea of using it uh, to teach the, to teach the children too. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That's uh that's such a um that's such an important thing as well. Um, well, and it's 
Go ahead, Lisa. Yeah, well, it's, and it's really neat to think that that's going to be around not only for her children, but for her children's children. Yes, they've really started. They've really started a tradition mm-hmm. in doing that. So, and mm-hmm. those again, we keep coming back to the word community, which I mean, this was not planned, but this word <laughs> community has just has just um, you know come right through the conversation, but. Um, mm-hmm. These traditions also help us in building community. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, the traditions help us to build our family community and then the larger community. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's um, those are those are quite motivating ideas. I think that, yeah. um, and if a person had an idea that there was something they could do, but they didn't know what. Um, you or someone with the organization there is available to help counsel people to um, to sort of figure out what their gift would be if they don't really know what it would be? Absolutely. And I think that that's, that's one message that I would love to get out, get out there. That's it. This is, this is, we, we love what we do. Um, this is not a chore for us. This, this is fun to work with donors to meet their goals. And we are here to help. Call us, email us, come in. We love to chat and we love to learn about people's goals for philanthropy. I've had to do research before on a very, very specific topic, something that someone was really interested in supporting because they had been blessed with or or um, they had had the opportunity to benefit from a program that they were able to afford, but they were concerned that other people might not be able to and, and, and they wanted to be there for those folks. So I've, you know, and, and I just network with all of the folks that I get to know and I fig- I call someone and they say well, well they'll talk to their board about it and you know so it really does it's sort of um, a snowball and, and learning more and, and the donors bring me different things that interest them and then I work with them to to find out and to, to bring that idea or that dream to life so we can either take the lead or we can follow yours we're certainly here to help and we do appreciate and enjoy every um, opportunity to, to help people accomplish their goals Hmm. so Lisa what do you think motivates donors to give? You know what? Overwhelmingly, for me, it's just this real feeling of, or this uh, sense that they want to give back. Um, I hear that all the time, you know, that people just want to give back. And, and there's so many people that maybe they just need a connection with an organization to do so. So if we can be that for people, we're, we're, hel- we're glad to do that. Um, uh, there's a lot of opportunities here, as we discussed before. It's about honoring a loved one or keeping a memory alive, and, and we provide a great opportunity to do that. I think it's a perfect fit for those types of scenarios for sure. And then um, I think that the fund holders really are really kind of tickled and pleased with that knowledge of the fact that um, you know, my children's children will know about this fund. I think I think that's important to people too, uh, mm-hmm. and I think that you know people think it's a it's a it's a source of funding when when other you know when other sources dry up, we will be here. And I think that that is important to a lot of individuals as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> does people's motivation sometimes come from an organization that has helped them? Absolutely. I I, I think. Um, 
For sure. And there are organizations out there. I can think of one example um, right now is Kids Ability. And they have a fund with us, an endowed fund with us, where people can contribute in that in that way to their their fund here at the community foundation. So absolutely, um, if they've uh, we get lots of donations from people who have been touched by Kids Ability, for example. Mhm, mhm. And and then sometimes it's just you know people just feel that they have been blessed and and um, and. Find something that they're interested in to to give back to. Absolutely. Okay. Well, I think with at that point we will go to break again, and um, and we'll we'll wind up after the uh, after this next break, finding out. Um, I think we have really just sort of scratched the surface and getting an understanding of what community foundations um, are actually doing out there. Uh, so we'll go to break and look forward to talking to you more. Is there a contribution that you dream of making? In society, planned giving seems to be presented as something you do once you're incredibly wealthy or planning your estate. Step Right with Lynn focuses on good money management and planning your contribution at every step based on the issues important to you. Learn how to expand the goodness around you and take responsibility for the issues important to you. Tune in for Step Right with Lynn every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Central Time, 7 a.m. Mountain Time, and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on AtoZen.fm. Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham is a certified financial planner. To participate in the program today, please call toll-free in the U.S. 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at atizen.fm. You can also make the choices to ask or comment by email by sending to lynn at stepright.ca. Now, back to the program. Lynn Wedham on Step Right with Lynn. Our guest is Lisa Short from the Cambridge and North Dumfries Community Foundation. I, we've been learning about community foundations, uh, finding out how these foundations actually are helping to build community. Um, Lisa, can you tell us how the Cambridge and North Dumfries Community Foundation got started? Absolutely. Uh, you know, it was a caring, uh, uh, community-minded group of individuals who in 1998 got together. They had heard about community foundations um, because there are so many throughout the country. I believe the first one was uh, established in Winnipeg in about 1921, I think, so a long time ago. So they'd heard about it and they'd heard about the concept. And those individuals uh, worked hard to set up the community foundation in Cambridge so that we too would have a source of funding um, forever uh, for the people of Cambridge and North Dumfries. Right. Simple um, as that, really. <laughs> yes, yes. So they mm -hmm. had the vision, um, they had the vision to get this started. Um, and what, um, what kind of funds are being managed by the foundation at this point? Right now, um, our assets uh, total uh, seven million. 
So, okay. and when I think it started with a donation, there was about a thirty-five thousand dollar donation um, back in the beginning, and um, it has grown um, over the years. And and now we're we're just uh, about seven million. Okay, and that seven million represents that those funds that that are invested and and create the the funds that are are given out going forward. That's right. Okay, super. And then and then there's a lot of other things going on as well. <laughs> <laughs> there is. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, what are the goals for the future of the foundation? You know, I think one of the the goals. Um, for for me for sure and, and definitely for our board is to is to get more people to know about us. I think it's a, it's uh it's there's people in our community that have never heard of us and and I don't and I I would like to change that. Um I also would really like to build up this smart and caring community fund. And I want to build up the unrestricted um uh, endowed fund at the Cambridge and North Dumfries Community Foundation. And I want to do that because I think it's really neat to think about um, the fact that those unrestricted dollars, uh, there's going to be a group of people sitting around the table, a, you know, a group of community-minded people who are interested in making a difference, volunteering, sitting around a table to help make a decision about where that money can be best spent in that year. And I'm, I really want to build that fund so that those unrestricted dollars for the projects that, um, that come up um, and really need support can be funded. So that's really important um, uh, for us here at the Foundation. In addition, you know, we want to continue to strengthen the partnerships uh, with other organizations, with our donors, um, helping them and making sure we're understanding, understanding and meeting their needs, and also with the grantees. So uh, we're constantly reevaluating and trying to find ways to reach out to those organizations that we fund to make sure that we're making their job um, as easy as we can, providing their, them with as many opportunities to tell us about the impact that they're at the that the work that they're doing is having in the community. So um, those are some of the, the of the things that um, that we look at as a community foundation is trying to improve upon or work towards. Okay, and just just to be clear, when you talk about the unrestricted fund, that just means that it's money that there's not already direction as to what it's to go to? Is That's that what right. that means? That's right. So because we do work to meet the needs of our donors, we have donors that have real fields of interest, so environment, for example, or the arts, for example, and we and we honor and meet those needs, and, and there's some really great things going on there. This um, To build this pool of unrestricted dollars, in, in my opinion, um, is something that I'm really keen to do in, in the next uh, several years, is just build it up for that very reason, that then there isn't a direction for those funds. It can be mm-hmm. seed money for a project that uh, would otherwise um, not happen without that money. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um is there are there fundraisers for the community foundation as well 
we do one every year to help us cover our um, our work that we do creating these partnerships and community for our operations. And that event is in uh, November. This year it's November 6th on a Thursday night at Whistle Bear uh, Golf Club. And we have a, uh, it's called our Food for Thought event. And this year our speaker uh, is Ron McLean from, uh, from Hockey Night in Canada. And he's also an announcer for the Olympics, things like that. And he'll come and tell us a little bit about his life and the work that he's been doing and telling, tell us some stories. So that's our okay. one fundraiser each year for operations. Okay. Um, how can people contact you, Lisa, uh, for more information or if they uh, want to learn more about the foundation? Well, our phone number here is 519-624-8972. My email is lshort at cndcf.org. And then uh, we do have a website. I mentioned it was under construction, but uh, there's certainly ways you can see uh, how to get in touch with us there on that website at uh, cndfoundation.org. That's great. Um, so just really quickly list mm -hmm. you know, how people can help you. Okay. Well, I think that the, the best way that people can help is to get involved in their community, um, whether it's through use their, their time volunteering uh, or their talents uh, or their treasure. Just get involved in something that you believe in. You know, reach out where you feel most comfortable. Uh, of course, we are always here to engage, and there's many other great organizations that would love to hear from you. But uh, if you follow your passion, uh, you will surely make a difference in our community. No doubt about it. That's wonderful. Thanks so much for joining us today, Lisa. It's my pleasure, Lynn. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed our conversation. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, we'll look forward to hearing from you again in the future. You can please keep us up to date on the activities of the Foundation. Um, you know, certainly education and awareness, um, you know, we, we want to be aware of what's going on there, too. Wonderful. Well, I'll do that for sure. That's wonderful. <clears throat> At this time, I'd like to remind uh, listeners to tune in next week when our guest will be Sandra O'Hagan. Uh, Sandra will speak to us about what adopting a charity has meant to herself and to her business. Remember, I welcome your thoughts, comments, questions, suggestions for guests, or ideas for show topics, uh, you can send me an email at lynn at stepright.ca. Uh, anyone who sends in an email with their name and address will receive a copy of the children's book, Have You Filled a Bucket Today? Um, this book, I know that, um, that you and a child in your life uh, will love this book. It tells about how giving um, to others also um, makes us feel good, fills other people's buckets, and uh, and fills our own bucket. Uh, so, you know, please send me an email. Love to send you that book. This is Lynn Wedham, and the show is Step Right with Lynn. Until next time, take the right steps to support yourself, your family, and your community. Thank you for choosing to listen to Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham will return next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Mountain, and 6 a.m. Pacific on AtoZen.fm. We hope you'll join us. Remember to celebrate your wealth by doing something for yourself, your family, and your community. Until next time.